This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Eddie Garza, the owner of Main Street Pizza and Pasta and an expert at making pizzas for many, many years. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Excited to have you here as well. In studio with us today is Howie Nestel, the owner of Howie Nestel Motivation and Sharkmatic Advertising. Howie is a popular public speaker and has served on more than 100 nonprofit boards, founded five nonprofits, and has consulted with more than 1,500 clients on marketing. Howie, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Legend in my own mind. Yes, <laughs> and in mine too, apparently, since I wrote all this fancy <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost administrative and social media experts from outside the United States. This is how I built my entire company. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of this show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area, or if you want to fly in from New York or wherever else and come to this fabulous studio... Uh, just call our office at uh, 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210. Or you can visit our website at satalkradio.com. Make sure you leave an extra day or so to fly in and out. Yeah, and we don't cover delays. those expenses either. So yeah. just, just telling you up front what we do and don't do here. All right, so um, before we kind of get into everything, I wanted, so company retention of employees is something that is, people are struggling with these days. Um, and Eddie, I mean, you've been employing people for many, many years and you've kind of gathered a bunch of folks around you that stick. What do you think is the reason why you're not really having retention problems? I think the real reason would be that I always consider myself a coworker. I don't consider myself a boss as far as giving orders. Of course I have to give orders and yes, you have to put your foot down sometimes, but I, and the employees, they notice that. They know, okay, he's a good guy. He might be mad today, just like they have bad days. And often I feel like the employees are my children because they can be rude to me. They can they can say what they want to say, and I have to accept it because you accept it from your children. You, you have to accept it from the employees. Oh, man, I'm learning a lot here. Well, I got to accept it from my employees and my kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know, well, you're a mentor, right? And so you lead by example. If you're flying off the handle and you're yelling back at them, then you're lowering yourself to their level. So I understand that you're setting an, an example for them. Yes, and uh, I've had employees that were 17, 18 years old when they started with me, and in some of the instances, I think I was like a sub-father or a, yeah, a surrogate. part-time yeah. a surrogate was the word, I guess. And uh, it's a good feeling. And I see many actions of, of the employees that I say, oh, they learned that from me. And it's a compliment. That's what it's supposed to be, a compliment. When you see men now do something that you used to do, it is a compliment. Yeah, they're and it makes me very happy. Yeah. And then they get to pass it on. Yes. Yeah, we all want to have an impact in our life, right? We want to make as much impact as we can. And through our kids and through mentorship of other young adults, it's very rewarding to be able to participate right. in that. And that's one of the things as a business owner that we're able to do 
is to provide that opportunity to excel, to see things come out that we don't necessarily know that are even there, even in our kids. It's like, well, how, what are they going to do with this challenge and kind of come out of it? But with respect to your company culture that you have there at your restaurant um, and the retention of your employees, what do you think it is that, I mean, you treat everybody like they're family, I would imagine, Correct. right, and mentorship. but They uh, are family. Yeah, so but you have people that are working there that are not family members, correct? Yes. But they feel like they're family members. Yes, I've had employees tell me things like, uh, I love working here because I see men setting example, married, children, dedicated, work hard, and uh, they're doing just fine as compared to say his uncle or say his even father. And I've heard that many times. And old employees, they'll come back and they'll always say hello. Sometimes on Father's Day or on my birthday, I'll have 10, 15, that's exaggerating, maybe about five, whatever. I, they're saying happy birthday, happy Father's Day. And it's like, okay, now they're fathers. So... Okay, so with that, it it's a it's really is a good feeling because you know you made a difference in someone's life, and when I see them, sometimes I don't even know their names, but uh, I'll go on and I'll I'll say, "Hey, son, how you been? How's your mother? And how's your father? And I hear you have children now, and." I don't think I've ever set a bad example to any of my employees. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm anything special, just I try not to. Well, as human beings, we want uh, to live a fulfilling life. And we do that by having some level of entertainment in our lives, because we all want to be entertained. But we want to know that our life has meaning and that we made an impact. Like Mark was saying, you know, if we make an impact and we leave a legacy, then our life should have some level of meaning, right? Yes. And then, but it can't just be about making an impact or working hard or being a great example. We also like to be entertained. So I think if you have a nice balance of that, and if your employees see that, and they come to work, and they're respected, and they're learning, and they're getting paid, and they have some fun, and they can joke around with the boss, I mean, it, it's more than you find at most places. Well, before... Uh Social media started with, with the uh, reality TV started. My my boys at the restaurant were already being entertained. We always thought we could have a show just if they record me and the jokes I would say about a customer. You know, um, I was there was this one boy. He didn't have a a lot of education, and. Uh, I was playing around, and uh, so I said, take this to that heifer outside. It was a to-go order. And he said, okay. And apparently he went out there and said, Mrs. Heifer, is this your order? And I said, oh, my God. I said, you didn't know what a heifer was? He goes, no, sir. I thought that was your last name. I said, no, son. Oh. I wasn't telling you to call her that name. I was just saying, look, she's, she's a, a, a large lady. 
Uh, full bodied. Full body, and I learned never to do that again. <laughs> right. It was it was a mistake when I made it, and uh, so we had fun. You know, yeah, making yeah. In, entertainment is making fun of people. I see Don Rickles. I see the old comedians. They could tear into to anybody, whatever color they were, or whatever size, or whatever they were, the race they were. And sometimes my jokes always would end like this. So my employees would be entertained all the way every day. Um, uh, I heard one of my boys say something funny the other day. And it was funny, and it brought back, it went back 20 years. And I said, oh, my God, don't be saying that. That's terrible. And I said, you learned that from me. That's terrible. Yeah. I should not have taught you that one. It's also, it's also a bit of a Latino thing, you know, because I grew up in Laredo, and we make fun of, so we make fun of our own kids, you know. And, and I was on a cruise with my son, my youngest, a couple of weeks ago. And he was looking for me on the boat, and I was in the adult area having a drink, and he came with his friend. He goes, oh, look, there's my dad. He's the fat, bald one. And I go, hey, I go, this is my son. He's the short, broke one. I go, go get out of here, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's funny. you got to be able to laugh at yourself. But in this day and age, in the culture of business, though it gets, I think, a little more difficult to have that kind of what they call locker room humor. Yeah, et that's what it was, because, locker room you know, humor. And so guys, we tear into each other too. So if there's one thing I know, Eddie, after 35 years in business and working with 1,500 clients in marketing, is that human beings, including business owners, and yes, we are human, we want to be entertained, but we also want to know that our lives have meant something and that we've left some sort of legacy, that we helped instill some kind of um, learning in the people who've worked for us. Because at the end of the day, if we make money and nobody else is successful, then there's an empty feeling, right? So you're creating a legacy. You want it to be fun, you want to entertain your employees, but you also want them to learn something and get better because at some point, you may not have the same energy you've had for the last 10, 15, 20 years in business. Yes. And you want to start passing that along. Yeah, the legacy, um, I used to, dream about becoming a millionaire and I'd go by and mm. on 281 North and see the Trinity Towers when I was at the two buildings they built there. And I would say, I'm going to own these one day. I'm going to own all of these one day. And that never happened. So as far the, the, I thought, well, that'll be my legacy. And now I'm realizing that the legacy is actually what you pass on to your children your your friends, your workers, and the kindness that you pass on. So it's just a, a a little bit of it's a few people, but that's what it's about for me. It's it's I realized, hey, I'm not going to save the world, um, but I can sure help you know 20 people, you know, close family that I consider you know family friends, 20 people. If, if I can help them be better persons, well, that's my legacy. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll even argue, Eddie, that, uh, that the effect that you have on your friends, family, and employees is more valuable than any currency there is on earth. Absolutely. I didn't think that at first. I had no idea at first. But after realizing, it, it became apparent to me that, it's just 
the family when you know it goes back to to surround yourself with people that you love surround yourself with good people well that's what it is and uh of course the circle can always be opened up to bring another person in and that's what the goal was and that's what it is now so when it comes to the challenges, Eddie, in the restaurant business, I, I think most people understand that it's a lot of hours that people are going to put in. Um, but you guys went through a pretty bad fire. Can you get any, So when did it happen, and what was that struggle like? How long did it take you to kind of go through that process? What were some challenges in that process, and, and then coming out on the other side of that? Well, uh, I remember getting a call from – ADT saying, alarm, restaurant, and I immediately went to the camera, and uh, it was on a Saturday morning, and I saw fire trucks out there. So I grabbed my wife, I think some of my children, we were there, and uh, driving up 281, 37, I saw smoke, uh -oh. and I said, oh my God, oh my God. That's smoke from my restaurant, from our restaurant. And when we arrived, the first thing I told my wife is, listen, you go talk to them. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I saw the firemen on the roof with pickaxes, and they did a great job. I mean, they were there quick, thanks to a customer that was walking by that apparently I had served him two weeks before. Nah. And... Uh, and, and he said, sir, uh, I saw smoke coming, and I called. And I knew it was you that was the owner, and I said, I won't let this happen to him. He makes such good food. So that was, that <laughs> uh, was funny. That's cool. And then the, uh, uh, I told my wife, listen, you talk to the firemen. You talk to everybody. I'm going to go next door, and I'm going to start figuring out what we're going to do to fix everything, how we're going to get to it. So that, that was a challenge, and then we went on to – well, you had to gut the restaurant, and well, let's let's talk about the fear that. Okay. So there's pivotal moments in, in people's lives, okay, personal, professional lives. I've I can point to a couple in my life where if I would have, I could have chose to go a couple of different ways. There's an Al Pacino movie, uh, Sent of a Woman, where he talks about how he would come to these crossroads, and he always made the wrong decision. It was his position on it, but I can point to a few of those where I made the right decision on these things. These are pivotal moments. This is a pivotal moment for you because you've got total, you got destruction of what you've put so much time and effort into. And what are you going to do next? Is it overwhelming you? But not for you. You're sitting down and figuring out, okay, you're already delegating. All right. Wife, I'm not sure what's her name. Joanne. 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 You take wife. care of this part here. Go, go manage what's happening there. I'm going to figure out what's the next steps. That's a that's not to be glossed over. That's a big deal that you were able to do that so quickly and not be overwhelmed by that. What do you think? Is that just who you are? Where do you get that strength from? The strength comes from always working hard, I guess. That's yeah. where I derive my strength from. And uh, I immediately knew. I mean, I remember the fire marshal wouldn't let me go in. And I said, well, let me see what I got to start doing for tomorrow. And then the health department, of course, comes, and I said, well, let me see what I can save. And they, they said, no, everything's a loss. I said, the cheese is still good. Uh, it, it's in, in boxes and, and covered. No, well, they, put a, they, they would not let me in for three days. So I had three days to start moving, and 
for me, that was enough time. And uh, I was able to keep the employees. There was no fear, I guess. There was no fear. Uh, anticipation, yes. Wondering how long it would, it would take. But since I immediately started going to solution, solution, it didn't, um, there was no fear. Did you get support from anywhere you didn't expect it? Well, did I get support? Friends, you know, uh, they'd call and say, can I do anything? And I'd say, yeah, come over here and cook for us, please. Uh, I have a, a, a little warehouse across the street, and uh, I put a pit in there, and I put ice chest, and uh, I would buy the, the food, and I'd ask people, come and cook it. I'm too busy to cook, and, and I'm a good, I, I consider my, myself a good uh, barbecue grill master, and uh, that's what, that was expensive. Every day, I kept, I, mo- all the employees, I think. Were you, what were you doing, selling plates out of there? What were you? No, it was lunch for us to eat. No, there was oh, no, okay. there was no okay. money coming in, and an important thing is, and I learned this early. You need to have a good insurance. You know that was going to be my next yeah, question. You have to have a good insurance. Did you? Of course. Okay, good. Of course. Uh, it took me years to learn, but I learned it quickly. Pay for your insurance. You know, stay on top of it. Uh, insure everything, because, I mean, we heard stories about someone falling and tripping, and it cost a million dollar lawsuit. So, that's. You, you know, just insurance was very important. And, you know, thankfully, I did have good insurance. And uh, they asked me what uh, the, the insurance asked me, what kind of um, company are you going to hire? And I said, no, miss, I'm not hiring any company. For I'm what? doing it all myself. Oh, OK. You rebuilt. Completely. Yes. All Why? Why did you choose to rebuild it yourself? Because that was the only solution I had to keep my employees. Oh, wow. How so? Oh, well. Did you put them to work on construction? Of course, yeah. Ah. They all became construction men. They all learned how to cut stainless steel. They all learned how to use a, a jigsaw. And cutting stainless steel is really hard. And uh, uh, they learned how to do it. And we painted. We We insulated. We... We gutted the restaurant, uh, couldn't move anything around because the, ins- the, 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 the city inspector said everything has to go back the same way. So we, that's what we did. We just went everything the, same, the back same way. And then I, got, I asked permission if I could move a, the walk-in uh, unit, uh, and they said, yes, just put a drain in there. And th- that was all I had to do. And, uh, of course— we lost our ovens, and uh, of course we had to get a new roof and all new, all new duct work, and and that 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 came out perfect because it needed an update, and it, I was able to do it. Yeah. So at at the end of the day, it's a blessing, right? It, it was a, a blessing, blessing. Yes. How long did it take between the date of the fire and then the grand reopening? I think it was like. Five or six months. That's quick. And uh, 
for commercial yeah. that's and, quick with permits and everything and doing it yourselves? Yeah. Well, they didn't do a whole lot of remodeling in there. That you kept you, you avoided some of the permit stuff by keeping stuff the same. Yes, right? that, that that's what I was told. Yeah. Uh, if I'd have to get reinspected, and it's an old building, so uh, no, I just kept it just the way it was. Uh, Which actually shows some smarts on trying to just make sure we can get everybody back to work as quickly as we can. Well, no, there's a lot of really cool things about this, you know? Getting in quickly, the avoiding the permits by leaving it the same, taking the insurance money and hiring your employees to be... Because five months, very few people in the population can stay out of work without a paycheck for five months or six months. And for you to take that money and repurpose and then teach these people a new skill, thats I love that. What well, a great idea. They might have taught me some skills I didn't know I had. And uh, getting back to the uh, funny part was I said, okay, guys, y'all come to work. I'll give you eight hours a day, nine hours a day, and I'll provide lunch. Well, these guys eat so much, it was uh, it started getting expensive <laughs> every day. That's why... The best help was when someone they probably would didn't and, eat breakfast at home. They're like, "No, nah, you know what? Yeah. We're gonna eat. Eddie's gonna feed us." Anyway. Well, if he's gonna be cooking, he's a good barbecue. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that's it. And uh, so you get volunteers to come out and cook, and yes, that's cool. Yes, yes, and it it, it worked out beautiful. And uh, so, what was the cause of the fire? Did you ever figure that out? They thought it was a short in one of the freezers that I had a freestanding unit, and uh, it caught fire. And I guess there were some boxes near it, or um, that's where I kept, at the time, that's where I kept some of my, uh, not on top of it, but close to it. And that's what sparked it all. Gotcha. So if, when it comes to your strategy now for how you're running your business, what, obviously you guys are doing well. So what's, what's your strategy there? Why are you guys doing well? What's your marketing? How do you get the word out? Is it just word of mouth? Talk to me about how you run your business these yeah. days. Word of mouth, uh, consistency, and my clientele. I was when I opened up. I had Paisanos a hundred yards away from me, and Pizza Hut a hundred yards away from me, and uh, six hundred yards another Pizza Hut. Uh, oh wow! And then the Sandwich Garden. I don't know. If any of y'all remember the sandwich garden, it was at the corner of McCullen Dewey, and that was a long time staple. And if you mm. wanted a good sandwich, you went to the sandwich garden, and uh, uh, so everything I was serving was already taken within a you know quarter mile radius around me, and so I I I knew I was going up against Paisanos, and I said, okay, strategy is. Sell it the cheapest you can. Mm. And all through these years of uh, of working here at, at that location, that's what I've done. And it, it'd be innumerable the times that I've been told, how do you serve this food at such a cheap price? My purveyors would say, Eddie, you're killing, uh, you're killing other people because you're setting, selling homemade Alfredo sauce, uh, chicken baked on site, your own noodles cooked for $6.99 with the salad and bread. And he'd say, on the market, it's going for $12.99. I said, well, this is the only way I get people in here. 
Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. It's value. It's not just price. Yes, it's price, but if people perceive it to be a great value, then they're going to come because you could have sold it for three ninety nine, and if it was horrible and soggy, yeah, people wouldn't come. want to pay it. But for six ninety nine, they think like, "Wow, what a great value!" This compares to something that might be twelve ninety nine. There was a joke about a guy that has a business and he starts selling everything for a nickel less than what he paid for it. He goes, "Yeah, but if you're losing money on each one that you sell, how are you going to ever make a profit?" He goes, "Well, I'm going to make it up in volume." You know, oh. which is <laughs> it's can't not you that. can't that's do bad. that. That's but, fuzzy math, right? Fuzzy math. <laughs> but he, but the idea is that you don't have to make money on everything. And I don't know. Do you sell uh. wine? At the no, no. There's no a, a, there's one of the oldest uh, uh, grade schools in elementary school across oh, the street, close by. So you yeah, can't get any so, kind of license. Uh, there's no license. license there. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, some restaurants they'll do a loss leader where they lose money yeah. on something, but Walmart then they're making that. more money. Yeah, of, of course, you have retail business mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, even grocery stores make very little on milk and eggs. Maybe this is pre-pandemic thinking. You know, yeah, right. Eggs are they're $17 a dozen. But, <laughs> what, but, but the idea is they make money on other stuff. But even in the food business, if there's something that people come to you for, you know, they, you might make money on the sodas because then the sodas, you know, you have... 25 cents or 30 cents worth of liquid and you're selling it for 195 295 or whatever and people ah, they get a soda they get a tea you know low cost item but again there is something to be said about building a clientele based on the value that you provide you tend they tend to be stickier clients they'll stay with you longer because it's a good value so that begs the question so you're making it really really low cost how are you able to do that well, Compared to like Pizza Hut. Okay, well, uh, uh, also I, I learned about selling slices of pizza because I worked in a lot of uh -huh. pizzerias only. That's all we sold pizza, and so it was volume all the time, volume, 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 and uh, so I went in with that strategy. Okay, sell as many as you can for the cheapest that you can, and if I was losing money on something, I sure didn't know it. I had no idea what I what right. it was, but. Uh, so it went from there, volume, volume, and from the beginning, I've been in the, the business now, it's, I think, since 42 years, and when you only make pizza, all you had to do was cut the cheese, make the dough, make the pizza sauce, cut the vegetables, and pepperoni, uh, and... Pepperoni mm -hmm. and uh, that's what we. That's what I would sell when I was working it for other men, for other companies, was pepperoni or sausage, and so I learned the basics. I learned them pretty well, and I just took it with me, and I just took that with me. I I, I worked for I, uh, all the pizzerias that were in the malls. I think I've worked in every mall in San Antonio, and I worked for all the pizzerias in the malls, and. Uh, Every every franchise had a little strategy, or they did something in particular very well that I liked, and I learned what worked and what didn't work, and uh, I tried to put all that together, and that's what I did. What's your What's your differentiator, if you will, whether it's pizza or sandwich or pasta or whatever? What is it that that makes you know, kind of Eddie's 
food a little different, you know? Well, it, it's the quality. And uh, one of the first signs I had made in the restaurant was, we are proud of what we serve. And I had a picture of a, 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 a pepperoni pizza. I had it painted for me. Uh, pepperoni pizza with green peppers on it. And underneath, we are proud of what we serve. And that was it because I, 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 the, the business was a smokehouse when I stepped into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it had no decor, nothing. And it was, uh, I, I can say it now, it was rather shabby. It uh, wasn't too much to, to look at. I remember thinking, man, if I was coming into a restaurant, I wouldn't go in there. But the price brought in a certain amount of people, and yeah. the price brought in a certain amount of people, and that's well, it's, the strategy. So the price might bring them in, but the quality will get them to come back. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the hook, right? I mean, the, that's— The quality, exactly. You know, um, I don't think too many chains make their own dough anymore, and— Peeps. No, they don't. People I, I, see I this? know that for sure. I've had, you know, in my marketing business, I've had dozens and dozens of restaurant clients, and I know how these big uh, purveyors of raw ingredients work. I've been to their shows. It's incredible. Like, I had no idea until I started going to some of these big food shows. Diced every vegetable you can imagine. Pre-made dough in little balls already. You know, it's all pre-done, shrink wrap, sent to you, mm-hmm. and you just cut it open, flatten it, put in whatever. But you can taste the difference. Do we call ma- that Cisco food. Yeah. At least my kids. Yeah, it's a Cisco restaurant. You make yeah. everything from scratch on site. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That that that's a big deal. Yeah, I think more and more people are looking for that too because yeah. they are. And, and and but you but you should advertise it and you should talk about yes. it. Yes, in my business, that's what I do with marketing with websites. People say, "Oh, I can get a website for five hundred bucks." I go, "You can," and it's a template. It's out of the box. You know, it's no different than like what you said about Cisco food. I'm not saying it's bad. No, I'm not, just not, saying, not at all. I'm just saying that you know what? It's 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 not curated for you. It's not made by hand. It's not made with love. It's not. It's a different business model, quantity versus quality. It's that simple. And that's why I hire employees to code stuff and customize it for what the client wants. If not, they can go anywhere to get something out of the box. Yeah, I think that's a, a big deal. Where People definitely need to hear that about your place is that you build or you, you make all your stuff from scratch where you're at. So they're going to taste the difference. Not only that, but they're probably going to feel the difference, too, because some of these prepackaged foods, they have to have ingredients added to them to increase their longevity of their lifespan so they don't, you know, overly yeah. oxidize or lose their flavor or whatever else. And you're avoiding all of that yeah. by making them fresh. My, my sister, dad, and I and brother went to a Chinese restaurant that we've been going to for many, many years on Wurzbach, Golden Walk. And so one of the owners was there. And I said, hey, I go, that hot oil? I go, that's really good. Oh, yes, thank you. He says, we've been making it for like 30 years. We make that. We make our orange sauce. We make it in the back. I go, isn't it easier just to buy it at H-E-B? He goes, we make the one for H-E-B, too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he that's goes, cool. they like ours, so they buy it, and we and we do our own package, and then we do one generic for them. So Wurzbach and what? Where's this at? Yeah, right across from a wash tub. They're my clients. Oh, okay. Uh, on Wurzbach between uh, I-10 and Fredericksburg, right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. 
Really good. Been there many, many years. Was next door to Fujia, which I think burned down, but and it's called Golden Walk. Uh, yesterday, one o'clock, uh, one hour wait. People lined up out, yeah. and it's a huge restaurant. They make everything from scratch, for you know, for Mitch. But that's I, I love that. I'm I'm gonna go try pizza. I I've been there. I just thank you. Yeah, but now now I'm gonna enjoy it more that I know you own it. Oh, yeah. well, go the, so you do have pizza by the slice also? No, no, no. 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 Okay. Uh, 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 there was a time where you couldn't put pizza on the slice without a warming uh, uh, tray. And that would dry the pizzas up, and that was my struggle. Oh, How right. do you sell pizza by the slice? It, you, it just, I, I didn't think it could be done. And so. Yeah, and uh, done right, and yeah, it so, tastes good. So I we came like up with it dry. The, I don't know. We I, came love, up with, I love warmed over pizza. It's fine with oh, me. If, the best cheese. No, pizza but that's okay is if you eat it at your house. Day but if you go to cheese. a restaurant and get that, you're not going to be as happy. I don't know. Day old right. cheese pizza is perfect. You just put a little olive oil on top. Really? My God, hey, it's let's delicious. Start, okay, I think we started a new business <laughs> oh called Day Old Pizza. <laughs> we'll go buy. We'll go buy all the pizzas <laughs> yeah. that are left over from all the other places, and we don't serve them until no. the next day. Well, can you imagine the markup on Guaranteed that? Guaranteed profit no. margin yeah. would be massive. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, we got to wrap it up there. But Eddie, if people <laughs> want to visit your restaurant, where do they find it? They find us at 1906 North Main Avenue. It's uh, on the northeast corner of San Antonio College. And uh, one point here, we were opening Monday through Saturday. I always felt that employees, because I did so, I worked so many Sundays in the malls, I said, I'm not mm-hmm. going to put my employees to do it. So w- w- after COVID, we went from Tuesday to uh, uh, Saturday. To Saturday. And now it's gotten to where I'm already getting all my employees maxed out at, you know, getting overtime is better well, getting said. All their and hours plus. I just cannot find the people to open up on Monday. And that's our, our new goal is hire people, start training them, and being able to br- open up on Mondays. Okay. So, so you're right still now, closed t- Sundays. Sundays, of course, and Close. not Monday. And now Monday. Okay. Gotcha. Every business should have at least one day they're not. And then I'll open. I mean, that thing. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder to, uh, well, thank you for coming in, Eddie. Really thank you so much. Conversation. Quick reminder to check out our latest podcast to catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us for this one. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate thank it. Standing. Have a nice day. I'm hungry now, Eddie. Yeah, for pizza. Right? Yeah.